0: wrestling fans, do you want to look as good as Rick the Model Martel? Well, you're in luck. Today's episode is brought to you by Romer Skin Care. Based out of Chicago, Romer launched a work-from-home, clean skin care line that covers all your skin needs with three easy-to-follow steps. Why you should check them out. Simple ingredients and effective results. A perfect upgrade if you're still washing your face with a bar of soap or that drugstore face wash. Right now, Romer Skincare is offering our listeners 15% off and a gift with your first purchase by using the code Listener15 on their website, RomerSkincare.com. Impress your partner and get happy skin. And whether you're quarantined in the house or not, you still don't want your gym bag being all nasty. Our sponsor today, Manscaped, is here to make sure your stuff stays in check. Manscaped promotes clean hygiene when it comes to your junk. Thanks to their lawnmower 3.0, Manscaped is the only men's brand dedicated to below the waist grooming. While you're probably at home looking for something to do, why not make manscaping a part of your new routine? You don't want to look like you're sitting on men's shoulders from WCW, and you don't want Brutus the Barber Beefcake chomping away down there. And you dang sure don't want to use that Freebird hair removal creep. Manscaped is forever changing the grooming game with their Perfect Package 3.0. Precision engineered tools for your family jewels. The Perfect Package 3.0 kit comes with new and improved Lawnmower 3.0 waterproof cordless body trimmer and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your manscaping routine. This third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to prevent manscaping accidents. Your goods are gonna be nick free thanks to Manscaped's advanced skin safe technology. Inside the perfect package, you'll also find the Manscaped Crop Preserver and anti-chafing deodorant and moisturizer. You're probably sitting on the couch like Al Bundy right now anyway, so you might as well keep everything smooth and fresh. Subscribe to the perfect packing to get a new replacement blade refill for your lawnmower trimmer, delivered to your door every three months, making sure your trimmer stays fresh and clean. And for a limited time, subscribers get not one, but two free gifts. The Shed Travel Bag, $39 value, and the patented high-performance anti-chafing Manscaped Boxer Briefs. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off and free shipping with code SLOPDROP at manscaped.com. That's SLOPDROP. S L O P D R O P. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for the job. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com by using the promo code SLOPDROP. S L O P D R O P.
1: That's a slop drop. I can answer that.
0: That's a slop drop. What is that move? That's a slop drop. Slop drop time. That's a slop drop. Oh, that is a drop. drop. Slop drop. 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 The slop drop indeed. What's up, humanoids? Welcome back to the slop drop. This is Nathan Rogers at Wupig Sumo on Twitter, and I am joined by my tag partner, tonight the unluckiest man in the world. Dom and David Lee, and the manager of champions, Stephen E. What's up, fellas? What's going on? What is up, fellas? See you wearing that uh, Chiefs garb there. Hey, you know,
2: just representing the uh, AFC champions 2020 and 2021. Uh, it's going to be a hell of a game, but I'm afraid we're going to send, uh, send Tom Brady packing, Give him, uh, giving him a retirement party here.
0: Is it a passing of the torch? Is he going to do the honors? Oh, man.
2: gosh i don't know wouldn't that be nice you know uh if mahomes body slams him in the middle of tampa stadium then he'll be passing the torch <laughs> i
0: saw a meme yesterday of hogan <coughs> and uh the rock facing off at that wrestlemania the yeah. homes and brady above it I was like this is the equivalent of you know this mm-hmm. or whatever oh man
2: i i we watched that uh what match two weeks ago. Yeah, right. And, uh, it, it, good, good, good stuff. The storytelling that match was man. Oh man. You if, know, they we, could, if they could duplicate that, it would be, it'd be a wrap.
0: We dog uh, Hogan a lot, but he, he had the crowd. I mean, he was feeding off the crowd and he was responding to how they were reacting and it just made mm-hmm. the match so much better.
2: You know, we went into that match as a, uh, as a, as a heel. And, uh, I think it solidified him as a, as a face whenever they were done. And, You know, like I think that was completely unexpected. I don't. uh, I don't think that was what they. uh, I don't think that's what they wanted to do.
0: Well, I see some uh, hacksaw Jim Duggan stuff back there. And speaking of him, this Royal Rumble season, he was the first winner of the very first Royal Rumble. Let's talk about some Royal Rumble, gentlemen.
2: Man, I'm excited. I'm looking forward to this. I have always been a fan of the Royal Rumble. I think what what. What the Royal Rumble brings, you know, number one is, is, you know, that, that championship uh, match at WrestleMania, but more than that, man, we get to see people that we may not have seen for five, 10 years, maybe 15, 20 years. Um, WrestleMania is, is, you know, it's kind of the, the legend's opportunity to shine.
0: Right. Of course, it was uh, all thought out and the brainchild of Pat Patterson, Vince's right hand man who recently passed away the very first WWE Intercontinental Champion. Patterson always wanted to do a gimmick match like the cage match. You know, it had been done. And he kept thinking about battle royals. And he credits Roy Shire for doing the best battle royals back in the day. He was a promoter, I believe, in San Francisco. And so he came up with, uh, he wanted to do something with the battle royal. Each wrestler had to draw a number. Number one and number two entrance. they would begin the match. And then other participants would join, you know, every two minutes thereafter. Participants had to eliminate their opponents by tossing them over the top rope and the winner would be the last wrestler remaining after all the others have been eliminated.
2: Yeah. I, I was telling, uh, I was telling bad luck over here that, you know, to me, it, it kind of come across as, you know,
0: it, it, you've been
2: to a lot of independent shows in your life. And, and of course, myself and Chapman have, have been to many of them, you know, a uh, majority of the independent shows that are out there, you always see the main event is always a battle Royal You know, and and I think that you know WWE or Pat Patterson, you know, saw that and and you know, I mean, how how exciting, you know, you got thirty guys at the time, which, you know, thirty guys at that point was kind of unheard of for a battle royal, you know, uh, that 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 what made that's what made it grand and spectacular. Where, you know, if you were on the independent scene, it wasn't uncommon for you to see, you know, a a fifteen-man battle royal. You know, winner gets. $5,000 Five thousand, or $5, 000, you know, yeah. five thousand dollars, or a, a championship match, or whatever. But you know, I, I, I think that uh, I think that that Patterson was trying to play off of you know some of the excitement that 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 comes with the battle royal because that is a fan favorite match. You know, yeah, uh, Shire
0: uh, he had 15, 20, uh, I think maybe 10, 12 to fifteen people in his battle royals. Of course, they were all in the ring. They'd all come in at the same time instead of just mm-hmm. one every two minutes. But he would bring big names in like Dusty Rhodes and some, some others. Always be surprises and always intrigued Patterson. And he's like, what can I do to make this different? Yeah. And that's what he came up with. Vince actually hated the idea at yeah. first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was not sold on it. Hated it from the moment he heard it. And he just couldn't visualize it. He thought it would take way too long for 20 guys to have one match.
2: Well, you, you, you know, you think about it, and that's 20 now hour at 30, you know, you figure that's an hour long, you know, an hour long match going on right there. You know, the wrestling fan today, I don't know, I don't know if you could do an hour long Iron Man match and, and keep them invested, but with the the, the Royal Rumble, you know, it, there's always some type of an attraction, there's always some type of, uh, of you know, a surprise entrance that really makes that like memorable. You know, um, of course, last year, uh Edge making his return.
0: Usually when uh, Vince hears something that he doesn't like, it doesn't see daylight again. But since it was Pat, uh, he thought he would give it a chance. Um, anyway, they had a meeting about a WWF TV special, and unexpectedly, the idea was brought back. McMahon and his buddy Dick Ebersole, who helped produce Saturday Night's main event on NBC, Uh, was involved in this meeting. Ebersol was over NBC Sports at the time and still serves as their senior advisor. Ebersol is a personal friend and a business associate of Vince. In fact, he was one of the original partners in the XFL. Ebersol was a big influence on the WWF to improve its TV production back in the day, and he often gave creative advice. But when they were in this meeting, uh, Vince showed him this proposed card for this uh, event that they were going to have, and Ebersol wasn't really impressed, and he told Vince something was missing. That's when Vince looked at Patterson and said, Pat, why don't you tell them about your stupid idea? (laughs) So Pat described the concept, and unlike Vince, Ebersol loved it and thought it would be great for TV. And part of the reason is what you just hit on earlier is all the surprises, Steven, a new match every two minutes. He called it a legal Mm run-in, and he was a big wrestler himself, and he could tell that uh, he could captivate the audience, and it was his idea to bring in like a countdown clock and a buzzer mm-hmm. to keep the fans involved.
2: Yeah. Well, and, 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 when you, when you go back and you watch the, the, the rumbles, you know, that, that's one of the more exciting, you know, the anticipation, you know, you're waiting on, you know, that, uh, what are they, they started at 10, I guess. And, you know, you got, you got that anticipation. So for that 10 seconds, everybody that's watching, watching it, you know, live on, on pay-per-view or at the arena is just glued to the, the entrance, like waiting, waiting, waiting. And sometimes you get that disappointing, you know, that disappointing entrance, but then other times, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're like, oh man, we haven't seen that guy in 15 years, 10 years, you know, it's great. Well, we
1: talked about earlier, just recently, you know, whenever you hear, that, uh, that old semi-truck, that horn, the air horn, mm-hmm. you know, and the semi-truck startup, and you know, here comes Big Daddy Cool, mm-hmm. Diesel, yeah. uh, you know, Razor Ramon, Jake Roberts, any of those guys. Oh, man. You can see it. Yeah. It's just great. And unfortunately, we've kind of been, you know, punched in the gut the last couple of years because I don't I don't remember having a big, big name last year making an appearance. Like, Edge. A, oh, Edge, yeah, yeah, yeah. But mm-hmm. see, to me, though, that's, that's different. Edge isn't like a legend, though. Edge He's is a Hall of Famer. I was gonna say I don't know. It, it, it's but arguable. Other than yeah,
0: the, uh, legends, there's also some big debuts that happen. AJ Styles a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Rusev, pretty
1: big. Yeah, Rusev. Rusev came up. That was his first, you know, coming up from NXT.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Yeah, Keith Lee uh, had a big moment last year.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, it's, it, it's safe to it's safe for me at least. It's safe to say that that. You know, and, and I'm not dogging Survivor Series or any of the other pay-per-views, but I, I think when, you know, when you put a number on the pay-per-views, you know, of course, the number one pay-per-view the WWE produces is going to be WrestleMania. I, I think that, you know, the Royal Rumble over the last few years has has really established itself as the number two pay-per-view yeah. in the WWE, you know, and, and I think a lot of that has to do with, uh, with the fact that, you know, that, that, you know, we're getting it laid out. We're, we're laying out the main event for WrestleMania, you know? So, you know, by the end of, by the, end of the Rumble, we know what's going to happen. Or for the most part, we know what's going to happen. Not yeah. what's going to happen, but who it's going to be.
0: But had the idea belonged to anybody except Patterson, it probably would have been dead in the water. Mm-hmm. But uh, Vince trusted him. He also trusted Ebersole. And uh, with Dick's endorsement, that was enough to convince McMahon that uh, they, they were going to go ahead with a special on the USA Network, <clears throat> and they were going to try it right then and there uh, the first royal rumble uh, again not your normal typical battle royal and so it needed to be branded uniquely they came up with the name the royal rumble some think howard finkel came up with the idea because he's credited for coming up with the name wrestlemania yeah. uh, before we cover the 88 royal rumble what if i told you it wasn't the first wwf royal rumble that it actually took place 3 months before an experimental royal rumble happened in front of a real wwf audience crowd at a house show on october 4th 1987 at the old keel auditorium in st louis missouri
2: wow <laughs> nope didn't know that man but it doesn't surprise me that that they would go and test the waters before they they did something big and and you know and and just when you were saying that i just realized like the first one wasn't a, uh, wasn't a pay-per-view. Pay-per-view really wasn't the big thing. That no. was on the USA Network. That was free TV. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Since
0: the uh, format involved so many wrestlers in the ring at the same time, they wanted to experiment on a more low-key setting, which would help them work out any kinks uh, before putting it, on, putting it on TV. According to a 1987 edition of the Wrestling Observer, only 1,976 fans were in attendance, and only 12 wrestlers were involved. Wow. Wow.
2: Yeah, that that, that <laughs> I'm really surprised that he didn't uh, that that he didn't go full fledged and throw you know 15 20 guys in there and yeah. you know test the waters. But uh, who went over in that one?
0: Well, uh, St. Louis Post Dispatch printed uh, the first known reference to the Royal Rumble in a column on September 11th, 1987. Uh, it promoted an October 4th show and laid out the rules. It also advertised that the winner would face Hulk Hogan for the title at the next St. Louis house show. On November seventeenth, and this is the first time that we know of where it claimed that the winner of the rumble would face the world uh, champion. Uh, the one-man One Man Gang won to answer your question, but allegedly the finish was spoiled at intermission when it was accidentally announced that the main event for the no- November seventeenth show would be the One Man Gang versus Hulk Hogan. <laughs>
2: no. I would I would hate to be in whoever whoever shoes it made that call because I bet Vince McMahon was pissed.
0: Needless yeah. to say, it was a bit of a failure. Um, the match <laughs> You had one job. The match <laughs> confused fans, and, of course, the, the spoiler <clears throat> thing happened there. They knew the outcome. Patterson said it was a disaster because he wasn't there to guide the wrestlers and road agents through the concept. Mm-hmm. Vince's doubts appeared to be valid in a low-key, low-risk uh, environment. And Vince said again, it's not going to work, Patrick, and then told him he's on his own, and he's going to have to produce it on his own. Mm
1: you know but what a job he did
0: boy talk about
1: you talk about giving somebody the opportunity to step up and them stepping up yeah yeah
0: Yeah. well he produced the first one on his own the morning of the event the morning of he wasn't he didn't even you know complete it until that morning uh some of the participants were confused some of them thought it sounded great others thought it would take too long they're trying to figure out uh and started asking questions like, what number would they be? And he finally just told them to quit asking questions, just listen, and go out when it's your turn. No one knew what to expect, but after the first three or four guys, it started to click, and after each entry came out, they started to get more creative, and the audience finally caught on, and to quote The Rock, they started to smell what was cooking.
2: Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, you know, the, 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 the funny thing is, is, you know, when you, when you, when you get down to, to the brass – you know, the, these Royal Rumbles, as is, is much as fan favorite, you know, matches as they are, they're really, really, really basic. You're not in there. You're not, you know, taking big bumps or anything, but the Royal Rumble, you know, evolved into kind of a showcase. It's like your moment type things. You know, there's a, there's a video that I saw not too long ago and, and he, Cody was talking about his first, uh, his first Royal Rumble that, that he was in. And uh, he said the Undertaker had had mentioned to him like, Hey, what, you know, think about, you know, think about your spot, you know, you got, you know, you got uh, 30 seconds, 45 seconds or whatever to, to make it into the, to the ring, you know, think about what you're doing before you get in there. And and that's what, that's what they do nowadays. You know, it's, it's a way to showcase, you know, uh, who the entrant that's coming in. So let's just say, you know, Cody, Cody come down and I don't remember exactly what it was, but he worked with the undertaker and, and undertaker really gave him a good rub you know like put him over let him do what he needed to do and then you know and then 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 the world come crashing down you know but for that minute or whatever you know that the camera was on cody you know and just like every performer as soon as they get in the ring you know they got about 30 seconds to shine and and some people some people you know can get in there and they can do it you know other people you know bushwagger luke you know uh he didn't have the most memorable performance but everybody remembers it you know uh it, 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 and he took what he was in there for, you know, eight seconds, nine seconds, maybe five seconds, you know, but uh, but but you know that five seconds is infamous because, it doesn't matter what you know what you watch if they it, start and talk about Royal Rumble highlights, then of course that that you know comes up and they it talk about it. Comes down that. the ramp, into the ring, over the top, and never misses a beat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just keeps on going. Yeah, well, And, and, and you know, I, uh, I heard somebody talking about that and, you know, that was, that was, you know, basically, I think it was Bruce Pritchard's idea for somebody to do it. And he had went to a couple p- different people and they said, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. And then he went to Luke and Luke said, you mean I've just got to go in and go out? Yeah, mate. Oh, you know, and he was all about it. And, you know, again, you know, um, let's just say, I'm trying to think of somebody that might've been in time, John Studd, maybe, or. You know, one of those guys, you know, they're not going to do that, but hardly, you know, well, hardly, yeah, it's you know, it just, it was a very memorable moment, so there's a lot of opportunity to make highlight real, you know, appearances on these, on these shows. It
0: kind of brings us up to what led to, you know, the first Royal Rumble. Everyone, to the World Wrestling Federation, welcome to the in Ontario, yes, this is the Royal Rumble.
1: I can tell I got my clothes on. These are the kind of clothes i rumble. I'm here. The Royal Rumble's here
0: and I up for it. Uh, thirty-three years ago this week, January twenty fourth, nineteen eighty eight, Cops Coliseum in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. About eighteen thousand attendants. Commentators was Vince McMahon and Jesse the Body Ventura. Interviewers was Mean Gene Okerlund and Greg DeGeorge, which I I don't know what happened to Craig. It's Craig DeGeorge, not Greg, but still I'm not sure what happened to him. Champions going into this event, world champion was Hulk Hogan. Intercontinental champion was the Honky Tonk Man. Tag team was the Strike Force, which is Rick Martell and Tito Santana. Women's mm. champions was Sensational Sherry. And the women's tag team champions was the Glamour Girls. Yes, there was actually women's tag team champions in 1988.
2: Well, with a name like the Glamour Girls, I, I'd have to look them up. But when you said that, I just immediately thought of like, I wonder if their promo shots are like Glamour Shots. You remember the- they <laughs> need to be. Yes, you could go
0: to the mall and get your glamour shots. Yeah, get your
2: glamour shots. That's that's funny.
0: <laughs> on this same night, Jim Crockett Promotions was showing the first Bunkhouse Stampede on pay-per-view. So to counter-program, WWE aired the very first Royal Rumble for free, as we mentioned earlier on the USA Network, and it did huge, a big 8.2 rating. At the time, was a record, and still one of the highest-rated wrestling shows in cable history. Yeah, man. You know, it, would
2: that have been, would they, would they have aired that during prime time? Oh yeah. That, that would have been prime time. Man, yeah. you know, could you, could you imagine watching that now live?
0: Show opens with uh, Vince and Jesse talking about the card. First match of the night to open it up. It was a banger. Ricky, the dragon steamboat defeated ravishing Rick Rude by disqualification. After Rude pulled the referee in the way of a top, uh, top rope crossbody by the dragon. The dragon on the top rope oh no did you see that dragged and hit the referee
2: yeah yeah you talk about a clinic there boy mm. you know uh i i i personally think rick rude and all th- when you talk about all-time heels you know i think rick Reed, rick rude's got to be on on that oh, list yeah. of all-time heels i don't know if he ever had anything close to a face run if he did it had to have been up in Minneapolis or, or for AWA or somewhere somewhere up north because, you know, any anytime I ever seen him, especially during his W uh WF career, you know, he was just the worst of the worst because, you know, I, he everybody could always, you know, just look at him and you look at that son of a gun with his, you know, abs and you know, he got looked like a million bucks. And uh, he'd always start off with, you know, like if he was in Springfield, Springfield sweat hogs. Yeah. Cut the, cut the music. Cut the what i
0: like to have right yeah. now is uh, it was just awesome brilliant well and they went on
1: to even even the airbrushing of the tights you know mm-hmm. with uh with what elizabeth was on there i think jake robert's wife was mm-hmm. on there in his feuds yeah you know, just just creative just yeah. just creative well yeah.
2: and then and then think about this you got you got one of the the the, the most notorious heels of all time going against one of the biggest baby faces of all time i you know as much as ricky steamboat uh, or as much as rick rude might be a heel ricky steamboat is is a face you right. know uh, you never you never see did, did ricky steamboat in modern you know when i say modern like mid 80s you know i don't uh,
0: think he was ever a heel i think he's always think, been a face yeah.
2: i think he's always been a face too you know and uh to me that that that's awesome. You put the you put the 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 red meat baby face up against the ultra heel. You know what a way to start the show off.
0: Next up, Mean Gene Oakland is with Jesse the Body Ventura, who will be the spotter for Dino Bravo, as he attempts to break the bench press world record. Uh, this was Dino's strongman gimmick push. Uh, he came out with Frenchie Martin and tells the fans to be quiet while he lifts. Just classic heel stuff. Mm-hmm. Dino somewhat got the lift up, but with a little help by the body. did it he did it ladies and
1: gentlemen i can't believe it A new unofficial world mark for the bench press of 750 I don't think he
0: pounds. Did it. Uh, we did a whole episode on him uh, episode 79 about a year or so ago go check that out that was a pretty good one
2: yeah man oh boy dino bravo you know uh Man, man, and you know, later later on in the nineties, and, you know during the Attitude Era, you know, we kind of seen a lot of a lot of that uh, that you know the the bench pressing and stuff like that. And I know that they they did a lot of that earlier with uh, oh Kim Patera and stuff yeah, like that. I but think that, the Road
0: Warriors did a did a thing. The Road Warriors did
2: too. Yep. You know, it's it's a recycled uh, it's a recycled gimmick that that you know stands the test of time. I don't know. I don't know if we'll ever get. Uh, yeah. I don't know if that'll ever get old.
0: Second match of the night, the Jumping Bomb Angels defeated the Glamour Girls with Jimmy Hart in a two out of three falls match with a double drop kick from the top rope to become the new WWF Women's Tag Team Champions. What's going to happen here? Double drop kick! back was turned. This could be it. Yes! New Tag Team Champions! I don't remember much about either of these teams, but hey, Jimmy Hart was a manager, so they couldn't have been too bad. No,
2: you know, jumping, jumping Bomb Angels, I've actually got a, oh, it's a kid's uh, kids tag team championship, a men's, it's even one of the SmackDown tag team championships uh, signed by the jumping Bomb Angels. Really?
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Next up, Vince and Jesse talk about the Hogan-Andre match from WrestleMania, which leads to some videos of DBRC wanting to buy the title from Hogan, which, you know, we talked about all this last week uh him buying andre's contract from bobby Heening and then andre agreeing to deliver the title to DiBiase. and speaking of andre you guys sounded a lot like andre last week (laughs) well
1: you know it's a work in progress every week i think we get a little bit better but
0: hey
2: hey we we uh we started out sounding like we were on a phone yeah you know in australia
1: (laughs) i'm hoping we're a step above that this week so yeah and who knows next week
2: Next week might be – we may have a green screen or something. Who knows?
0: Sound loud and clear on my end. Next is the actual contract signing, one of the first in WWF history to take place in the ring on TV, which seems like we see weekly now. And has there ever been a contract signing that went smooth? I mean, as soon as you hear next week there's going to be a contract signing between
1: whoever and whatever.
0: There's going to be an attack. There's going to be a table spot. There's going to be mm-hmm. – something's going to happen. So, it's kind well, of – Well,
1: you know, and it leads up to table, ladders, and chair. The TLC paper per views a lot, too, whenever mm-hmm. they're getting attacked with everything. And,
2: yeah. Just, mm-hmm. Nowadays, they do. At at least. Least. Yeah. It's a yeah.
0: This is actually pretty cool because, again, it was one of the first times it had ever been done. Hogan quickly signs it, but Andre takes forever. And then, of course, he ends up attacking Hogan and is doing his million-dollar laugh. It was just gold. We may have February 5th, Florida. Right, Andre
1: put the official stamp of approval on it. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> now, look how <laughs> easily he did hand.
0: that. Hulk Hogan back in the ring. Andre, when Hulkster went for DiBiase, Andre...
1: Hulk Hogan rammed his head, right into the solid oak table and dumped the table right on
0: top of it. (laughs) Again, we just did a whole episode on the Million Dollar Man, Ted DiBiase, episode 133. Check that one out as you're looking for Dino. The third match is the official Royal Rumble match. Vince and Jesse talk about some of the participants and the rules, again, had never been done. So they're kind of smartening up the audience or the uh, viewers on TV. Fun fact, This was the on-air debut of one of these young referees during the match. His name was Shane Stevens, also known as Shane McMahon.
2: Oh, Oh, really? I didn't know that. I didn't know that either. Very, very cool.
0: A 20-man battle rule consisted of Bret Hart, Tito Santana, Butch Reed, who's a super over in Florida, Jim Neinhart, Jake Roberts, Harley Race, Jim Brunzel, Sam Houston, Danny Davis, the evil referee, Boris Zukov Don Morocco, Nikolai Volkov, Jim Duggan, who likes chocolate cake, Ron Bass, B. Brian Blair, Hillbilly Jim, Dino Bravo, the Ultimate Warrior, the One Man Gang, and the Junkyard Dog. Uh, by the fifth person that came out, the crowd was eating it up. They loved the tension, oh, they man. loved the teases, and that fifth person was Jake the Snake Roberts. And when he came out to make the save for Tito Santana, mm-hmm. he got a massive pop. To each other's disadvantage. Here comes Jerkless Kid. Jerkless Kid coming in. Oh, the gas was it. Awesome.
2: Oh yeah, it. it you know, in, in the way that the way that it was booked. If you go back and you look and you, and, and you watch the way that it was booked, it was. Man, it was booked so well. You know, you had, of course, Strike Force were the tag team, Strike Force were tag team champions at the time. So, if I'm not mistaken, I think they started out with Tito and Brett, right? I believe so. I believe that's what, that's what they started out. So, of course, you pit two tag teams together. And then, you know, uh, I don't know who the third man was. Third man, I can't remember. Fourth man. I want to say was Jim Nighthart. It was, yeah. So, so Jim Nighthart came in and started. Uh, you know, they they it's Butch there. Reed.
0: Butch Reed was the second man.
2: So uh, Butch Reed would have been three. Tito, Brett, Butch, and then, and then Jim. Anvil. Yep. yep. And then Anvil. And then, of course, you know, to come in to make the the big the big uh, baby face save was Jake Roberts at the time. Right. That and they 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 did. They just, I mean, it blew the roof off the. Well, platform. it
1: was it was always cool when they did the countdown too because. There was always that half a second to, to a second delay before the music would hit. You mm-hmm. hear that air horn, and everybody was just on their feet waiting.
0: By, by the time he came out, the crowd figured out, okay, now every two minutes it's going to be somebody else, and now then they were into it.
2: Yeah,
0: comes down to Duggan and One Man Gang. One Man Gang runs over, uh, runs at Duggan with a clothesline. Duggan ducks, pulls the uh, top rope down, sends the big man to the floor. The uh, saw himself,
1: somewhere around the two hundred eighty-five pound mark. Oh yeah. He pulled the top rope down. I can't believe that out of all the people to win this thing, it's him. What a smart thing to do. Boy, was that smart. Hacksaw Jim Duggan drops the top rope I on know, the one man game. I can't believe he actually did it. The winner of the Royal Rumble, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. You know, with the brain power that Duggan's got, i bet you he tripped and fell and the gang toppled over. He's the, the winner. He sure didn't do it. He's friends.
0: the winner, and that's all there is to it. Making hacksaw Jim Duggan the first official winner of the Royal Rumble.
2: Yeah, I, I, man, you know, send them home happy. You know, uh, no matter what, no matter what. That that's one of the things. Like we we talked about Ricky Steamboat being the the ultra babyface. You know. Um, gosh do they get much more babyface than hacksaw jim duggan um you remember they tried to they tried to put him in that uh team canada for a little while and it just Mm -hmm. didn't work you know it just didn't work you're not going to take you're not going to take jim duggan and and you know well i i say that but you know they they did the sergeant slaughter i never would have thought but you know hogan was
1: so or hogan Duggan is so much more charismatic than Mm. slaughter was
0: you yeah, know, well, you... Slaughter was more serious. So right. it mm-hmm. was a little more believable. Like, yeah, I could see it. Well, we had we
1: had Duggan at, at a legend show. Mm-hmm. You know, and I remember people were still coming in. They weren't even in their seats yet. And we're just standing there. There's a few of us standing around back and we're talking to Duggan. And Duggan kind of looks around and he can hear people. And just for no reason, he gives the whole gimmick,
2: and oh man, the whole place went nuts. You know, and they're yeah. still
1: coming in; they're not even in their seat yet. Well,
2: we and, and you know, at that show, we had you know probably three hundred and fifty, four hundred people there, yeah. and you know that guy that that guy is he, he, you know, Butch is over in Florida. You know, Duggan is over anywhere that he mm-hmm. goes. I I truly think that that guy is you know, he, he's somebody that can come in and he can put on an easy match that, that anybody can work with because what he does is basic, basic stuff, but he just, you know, he has the crowd in in the palm of his hands, you know. As much
0: as I, much as I loved I loved his stuff in uh, Mid-South
2: where he didn't mm-hmm.
0: do the tongue-wagging, you know, silly things that he started doing in the WWE, but I think his work was a lot better in, in under Bill Watts, mm-hmm. but... He's identified with what he became in WWF. Yeah. Before the flag, the thumb, the whole. Mm-hmm. Everybody's always going to remember that version of Jim Duggan, not Bill Watts' version. well
1: I, I tell you what, what surprised me is how big that dude is. God, you man. know, like, yeah. I, I've got a picture on my Facebook and we're standing there and we both got our thumbs up. His hands up. about that big. <laughs> yeah. And I, I mean, I don't have great big hands, but I've got big hands and. And I look like a little kid standing there next to him. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude was just—he's a—he's a monster, super, yeah. super great guy.
2: Oh yeah, as nice as they get, man. You know, like I said, his matches—they're so—they're so simple that just about anybody can do them. And man, it, it, and just the fact that he has—you know—he has the crowd in the palm of his hands. You know, his—I uh, mean, that—that—that that, that has added at least a couple a couple extra zeros to each one of his, his oh, independent, yeah. you know, independent, uh, you bookings. know, bookings and stuff like that. Cause yeah. you know, the guy, the guy, you know, another, it kind of reminds me of the rock and roll express, you know, anywhere you send the rock and roll express, all you got to do is just have Ricky, you know, doing that comeback and just look and go help, you know, and it, you know, and then Robert on the outside, rock and roll, rock. And, and, you know, before too long, it doesn't matter if you're in front of 50 people or, 5,000, everybody is doing it. And that's what Duggan with the hoe every, I mean, like, you know, he walk out and he puts his thumb up and, you know, uh, he's a class act, man. I loved, uh, I loved working with Jim. Uh, You know, I I actually got the opportunity a couple of times in in Arkansas to, uh, to to work with him and it was so easy and the crowd reaction was just phenomenal. And, uh, you know, we, 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 we didn't get over on him, me and Jim Fallon. We didn't get over on him, but, uh, but you know, I think, yeah, I think
0: we won the main event. <laughs> Next up, Craig DeGeorge, DeGeorge, I guess that's how you say his name, interviewed Hulk Hogan, who said he's been waiting for the rematch since WrestleMania three, and the only way Andre can beat him this time is by defeating every Hulkamaniac in the arena, and Andre can't do that, a.k.a. that don't work for me, brother.
2: And it's just like adding
0: more fuel to the
1: fireman when I think about you, Andre the Giant. When I think about Wrestlemania 3, brother. When I think about pressing him over my head and beating him for a one, two, three. I've been waiting just as long as you have, Andre. None of these Hulkamaniacs would sell out, and I won't either. And Andre the Giant, on February 5th, just like you couldn't break me with that table, you can't break any of my Hulkamaniacs because they believe in me and to beat me to beat me Andre the giant. You've got to beat every one of these Hulkamaniacs in here and you can't do it. No,
2: don't work, that for don't work for me. Don't work for me. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about, you know, uh, Andre and Hogan, you know, I don't know if you can recreate, you know, what happened at the, at the silver dome, you know, uh, uh, of course, Andre, you know, Man, you know that his later years in life, like from about eighty, what 87, 88 to probably ninety three, he passed away in ninety three, didn't he? I think. I think so. I, I, I think that's right. You know, just those were really tough years to watch him try to perform. Well, he couldn't,
1: you know, he couldn't hardly walk no. there towards the end. Yeah, there was. A, he came out. I don't remember where it was at. It may have been even over in Japan, but he came out and mm-hmm. and uh, worked a match. It's like a six man tag, but. Even when he got in, he never got out of the corner. He yeah, was he was up couldn't. against the rope, and he would hit him yeah. and do whatever. Mm-hmm. But his back was just his back was bad. His legs were shot. I mean, mm-hmm. it was a shame.
0: Yeah, but a hell of a hell of a worker. Yeah, you know, so everybody. Yeah. And yeah. it's still a draw. Yeah, so it's still. A oh, draw, it's no still, matter What? Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a great really, uh, documentary on HBO about <clears throat> Andre called The Giant. It's really good. If you haven't that watched it, check it out. Fourth yeah. match and main event: The Islanders, Haku and Tama defeated the young stallions Paul Roma and Jim Powers in a two out of three falls match Roma done gets counted out Roma gets counted out after busting his knee on the floor to end the first fall and then Roma submits to a half crab oh really bad. Look at this!
1: Oh! Oh! referee should stop him referee should stop it look at this into the crab he's gonna get a submission yeah that's it you know actually I, I smiled when you said Haku because man I just I'm a huge Haku fan always yeah. have been. You yeah. know and if I guess if Roma had to do the do the deed for somebody do the honors for somebody Haku makes sense. Right. That just shows how good he was. He took both falls.
2: Well, I tell you what, you know, <laughs> more than the more than than the performer Haku, I think I like the the legendary stories that come yeah. with with, you know, with Hey, we him. also did an episode
0: on him. We did a whole episode on uh on Haku. On uh, Haku. On yeah. Haku. Check that uh, out. Ming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very interesting. It, uh, man. You
1: know, honestly, though, you look back at that main event, you know, and it, it's surprising, and even even today, a lot of times the Royal Rumble is not the uh, not the actual main event, but you know, it, to me, it should be. You know, I feel like I feel like, mm-hmm. I feel like yeah. if they would have ended with Duggan winning. I think that would have been a really good go home go everybody happy happy finish.
0: Yeah, well, it's it's changed over the years. It more or less is the pay per view now. I mean, it's it's on show now. It's on uh, pay per view, but back then, you know, they were still working the kinks out. They didn't know if it was going to be successful. But here we are, thirty three years later. Uh, but yeah. on this night, not only did it suffocate JCP again, but it created an annual tradition, as we just talked about.
2: This has been for the Royal Rumble, Jesse. Definitely the Royal Rumble, the first time it's ever been done. It was an experience for me to see one, because I'd never seen it before. A very interesting match. But again, I
1: think the key to the Royal Rumble is the luck of the draw, coming in late.
0: And still going strong Mm -hmm. and considered one of the big four, along with WrestleMania, SummerSlam and Survivor Series. Constantly delivering uh, surprises, it develops subplots, it writes its own storylines i mean whatever happens during this rumble they can actually use like oh you know show clips of these two guys going at it during the royal rumble and use it down the road in the story mm-hmm. now they've got the women's royal rumble all kinds of stats uh, who's who's lasted the longest who's lasted the shortest who's eliminated the most people um, well you know i
1: remember i remember cody and dustin right? Goldust and Cody Rhodes, mm-hmm. you know, there was just, it was just a twinkle in the eye, you know, a, a, a three second spot where mm-hmm. everybody was down and it was those two standing there face to face and the crowd popped. Oh, and yeah. all it took was, you know, and you could do that with anybody. You could just mm-hmm. get that.
0: Well, last high. year with uh, Lesnar and Keith Lee. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
1: You know, Lesnar, they, they actually talked about that afterwards. Well, think, uh, think about this. was was, was Lesnar. The biggest thing was Lesnar didn't back down, but he took a breath. You know, it was like mm-hmm. you know. He acknowledged how big Keith Lee was, well, and, and and how good he was. And think
2: about this: we're still we're still seeing some residual from you know last year's WrestleMania because mm-hmm. you know Drew McIntyre, you know Drew McIntyre came in yeah. and, and cleaned house, won the championship, went to WrestleMania, and you know won uh, won the championship in front of you know eighteen people. Yeah, you know, yeah, all twenty uh, all twenty seven all 27 people were there. But no, Wrestle WrestleMania, I I I think that I think that the the Rumble has has. Given life to WrestleMania, given more life to WrestleMania. It's the road Not that, to
0: WrestleMania.
2: That's exactly right. It's a road to WrestleMania, but you know, like I said earlier, when 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 you're you're watching the Royal Rumble, the the ramifications that that are that are about to to come from that, you know, will fall over into to WrestleMania. You know, uh, I I I like I said earlier, man, I think that uh, I think that arguably. The uh, that the wrestle, are the not WrestleMania, I'm sorry, but uh, the Royal Rumble is is arguably WWF's WWE their second uh, pay per
0: view. I asked that uh, on Twitter as one of the big four. Where does the Royal Rumble rank next to WrestleMania in WWE pay per views? Twenty percent said as equal or better than WrestleMania. Twenty percent, sixty-seven percent said second place. Eight percent third and fifth said fourth.
1: Wow.
2: So, so
0: it looks so like there's the a ma- couple
1: dumb people out there, but not. Allowed. Well, the
0: mat- the masses seem
2: to agree with what I, what I said, you know, I, you got a smart audience.
0: There's a, there's a few things I would like to see them change about it. Um, the whole one, uh, both feet have to touch. In my opinion, if any part of your body touches the floor, you should yeah. be eliminated.
1: You know, but look at, and I, I agree with you to an extent, but you look at that Shawn Michaels when he won. You know, that was the biggest thing. He only had one foot, and he went back in. I know, but now
0: they're getting too cute and crazy with it. Kofi Kingston. Kofi, yeah. Whoever, they do their their one-foot hops or their leaps or their jumps. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, I think it was in the women's last year. Somebody had went out and landed on the announce table. So, technically, they Mm -hmm. wasn't eliminated. And somehow they hopped and leaped and piggybacked or whatever got back in the match. Jumped on ladders and – I know they're yeah. getting cute with it, but to me, I'm a sports fan. You're wearing your Chiefs jersey. If somebody goes out of bounds, they're out of they're bounds. bounds. Both right. feet, you know, it doesn't matter if your pinky is out of bounds. It, it's that's the call. And to me, mm-hmm. I think in the Royal Rumble, you hit the floor, you're done. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I I, I agree <clears> with you. You you know, one of the things that that when you when you look back on the history of the Royal Rumble, look at what it has spawned. Number one. It has spawned the the women's ro- Royal Rumble. You know, I'm not gonna lie. I were, I don't think I was a big fan of it. Whenever they talk, not that I don't think that the, that the 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 divas, uh, the women superstars can perform, but I just I I didn't have I didn't have confidence that they would be able to pull it off. And I think that they have pulled it off. Uh, you know, another thing that that spawned from the Royal Rumble is, uh, you know, is uh, what do they call it? World's greatest battle royal. You know they've upped the Annie and yeah, instead yeah. of thirty, now they got is it the, 60? Andre, the
1: Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal or something?
2: Yeah, no, that's
0: that's at WrestleMania. That's,
2: that's at WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. the 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 sixty man. I think that what did they call it? The greatest Battle Royal ever? Or, uh, so they, it,
0: wasn't that a, a Saudi thing? It's
2: yes, it was a Saudi show, yeah. and uh, that the greatest would
0: be, Royal Rumble. I think maybe Rumble.
2: maybe that's what it was. It was uh, uh, most people remember it because Titus O'Neil tripped yep. and, and fell under the ring. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but you know i mean you, you know just think about that look what look what has spawned from you know from that concept you know where where you, the, go ahead where at the time you know uh you know battle royals were fun but you know you certainly didn't see them closing the show or ending a pay per view or anything like that
0: now i know time wise it would take way too long but what are your thoughts on uh they if they didn't have tag teams in the main world rumble maybe had a separate rumble for tag teams
2: Boy, I, man, it'd be tough to fill the fill the spots. I think you figure fifteen teams. AEW could do it
0: right
1: now, but I don't know that WWE could. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: Here's what I'm getting at. You mentioned uh, Bushwhacker Luke earlier.
1: Mm-hmm. You yeah. saw him
0: coming out. You know good and well, Bushwhacker Luke ain't going to win the Royal Rumble. Right. I don't know if any tag team partner has ever won a Royal Rumble. Don't.
2: Yeah. I, man. Yeah.
0: And because no, they're yeah. not going to, they're not no. going to have. No. Um, I can't even think of a tag team in WWE right now because there's so few. They just throw them together. But, you know,
1: you you talk about that, and what that is is the filler spots. And uh, actually, I don't remember which one it was, but if you remember back, Jerry Lawler, right, that did the countdown, and he was on commentary with Vince. And then his music hit, and he goes, ah, it's me, McMahon, you know, and he takes it off. That was good. Gets up there, you know, and he's doing this and showboating, turns around and gets punched, and he's out, you know. But it's a filler spot, you yeah. know. You got to think yeah. whenever they got thirty and I people that. going That's in right. or whatever. Well, so, um, yeah.
2: you know, and, and and you know, when you think about it, you know, the 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 Royal Rumble has spawned, you know, multiple. You know, like for instance, you know, now whenever you talk Royal Rumble, you know, if you get through a whole conversation about the Royal Rumble and you don't talk about that twenty seventh spot, then you know, then 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 are you really digging deep? Uh, you know, the the the
0: twenty, yeah, it's the twenty. 20 yeah it's 27. The 27 st- spot. The the win- highest winning percentage I think High,
2: yep that's the highest winning number you know uh, that, that's out there. You know it's pretty I, I I think it's pretty cool, you know. Um it it's definitely turned into a fan favorite and you know it's hard to believe that that you know this almost never really came to fruition, you know fruition, you know. It it's one of those things that you know we 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 may not have ever seen it if, you know, if you know, you know, if they didn't, you know, come together, and you, who'd you say Rosenthal, uh,
0: Dick Ebersaw.
2: Ebersaw, That's what it was, they was meeting
0: it. him on something entirely different, and um, Vince showed him what the card for that event was going to be, and he's like, I don't know about that, and mm-hmm. that's when he told Pat to tell me a stupid idea, and yeah. again, Vince, you know, tried t- uh, those guys,
1: I tell you, the the biggest letdown in Royal Rumble history was when Roman Reigns won. And everybody was on their feet chanting Russo because he still hadn't been eliminated. He went under the bottom rope, and man, that was that was WWE's time to capitalize on Russo.
2: You know what I remember um, about that? At that point at the Royal Rumble, they were trying to shove Roman Reigns mm-hmm. down everybody's throat so bad. That they yeah. actually brought the Rock out, and they booed and, still, and they still booed the Rock. Mm-hmm. You know, standing in the in the middle of the ring, holding you know Roman Reigns' hand up. Could you imagine
1: though? Yeah, honestly, between the three of us, if Rusev would have came back in and shoved Roman over the top rope and won that, could you I imagine? Think, the I think there's
2: probably probably people anticipating that. You could know, you but imagine that pop though. I, I, that I, you been, know at the time, time at the time I wasn't uh, I wasn't a Roman Reigns fan, but boy, I tell you what, man, like this whole head of the table gimmick there's not a lot there's not a lot that interests me on wwe programming but man i love that that angle that SmackDown's
0: new. actually been really good i can't yeah. say the same for raw but yeah no yeah it, it's that, hot garbage that, right now
2: yeah yeah it is but that that I, I just love the i love the the you know the shirt you know head of the table you know it just yeah. like it's that, brilliant man. well it's
0: it's this weekend uh the, yeah. the 2021 royal rumble this weekend any predictions I don't know, or maybe Hacksaw comes back and reclaims his '88 victory.
2: Chapman, you got any good Hacksaw Jim Duggan stories? No,
1: not not other than than just being there at the crowd and how how awesome he was. That's mm-hmm. and
2: that's, I mean, that's yeah. all I got. Man, I, it, well, I I remember when 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 Chapman was talking about earlier about uh, we were sitting out there and 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 I think they were running over the the sponsors or something like that from the the show and you know and they the the announcer you know, just made a, a, a statement, you know, and Jack saw Jim Duggins in the building. And he did that. He, mm-hmm. Oh, and man, I tell you what, everybody in that, you know, in that little tiny, you know, uh, uh, venue that we're at, not little, but you know, I mean, you know, you've been to the, to the, the youth center, you know, man, it's, I,
1: it's, it's crazy, crazy because you know, you like you had brought up earlier, the, the goofy, the, the tongue and the winking and all that, but you know, that's him like that dude, the whole time that we were around him, was never in a bad mood
2: dude was yeah. happy laughing goofy i mean that's that was just him well, that's how I, he acted. I, I, you know i remember we uh we got we got done with intermission cake. we got we yeah, i was to gonna admission. say he
0: probably just ate chocolate cake <laughs> yeah
2: exactly we uh we uh uh we got we were done with intermission we were going on after intermission it was me and me and uh jim fallon and uh and we were gonna go up against uh duggan you know for you know a little five minute spot and you know, Duggan called everything out and, and man, it was just, it was awesome. It, the, the, the finish included me in the finish and, and I got to take the big, big punch from, from Duggan and, and turned into a, I believe it turned into a six man tag, you know, three on three. Were you, did you ref that? that Yeah, I think you did ref that match. So, so, uh, uh, you know, of course we start to lay the boots to, to, to Duggan and then, um, was it Chad? I think it may have been I think it may have been Doomsday that came out and helped lay the boots to him and you know of course uh, uh, the surprise the the guest the, the guest WWF superstar came out and it was Butch and Butch came out and Butch started laying it to him and uh, is that how, no no that's not how it went
1: Shit. no matter of fact Dustin Heritage came out because he super kicked me was it Dustin I he kicked me Shit. in the back of the head and uh, and I went down He probably and deserved Joe, it. He I did think Joe it. Jones came out.
2: I think that. it was Joe Jones. I think yeah, it I was. Joe was Joe
0: Chapman the Danny Davis of mid states? Yes. See the crooked no. red? Yes.
2: No, 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 no. Chapman, you, you. Let me tell you. Let me tell. <laughs> hey, Chap- let me let me put it this out there. In my entire
1: refereeing career, there's only been one person that's ever punched me in the mouth. One.
0: Just it was that? Ref-
1: this dude right here. You it probably deserve it. That, that was a shoot. You did
2: deserve it. You needed to get your ass out of the
0: ring. Punched I'm me,
1: sure me in the face.
2: <laughs> I've been DDT'd by JJ. Yeah, yeah, but when he DDT'd you, you went home early. I think you called it a night because you said you got to crush it. I don't even remember ref in the next match. Hey, he's bitching at me about giving him a giving him a good lick, you know, giving him a receipt. I'm out there. I mean JJ, there. JJ, I'm JJ I'm out there with, uh, with the karate
1: kick, Cobra Kai or whatever, and some chick that came in to wrestle. And I don't even still don't even remember that match. Yeah. At all. Yeah. And then, yeah. Uh, and then of course, uh, uh, Hook. He uh, mm-hmm. he always beat me up every chance he got. Yeah. Well,
0: now that uh, since you don't remember it, I think we should tell you that the female that came in to wrestle was Mae Young, and you went home with oh, her. Yeah. Hey, 20 bucks, 20
1: bucks. You know hey. I mean?
0: <laughs> that about wraps it up. Follow us on Facebook at The Slop Drop on Twitter, at The Slop Drop One. Wherever you find your podcast. we're probably there. Leave us a good rating, a good review. Subscribe to us on YouTube as well. Again, you won't get the audio clips, but you will get some short video clips. Either way, as always, thank you all for listening. And until next time, we're out of here. Goodbye and good night. Goodbye.